In today's episode, we're going to cover some important breaches as well as an interesting piece of news that could impact everyone in the cybersecurity space. Welcome to the Cyber Security Podcast. I'm Andrew Nuxel. And I'm Nathaniel Vick. And today we're going to talk about some exciting breaches. So let's get right into the Okta breach. So that one happened pretty recently, and it seems like it affected most of their employees, but quite a large breach here. And something that we're really paying attention to just because it's an authentication service used on so many platforms. One of the things I saw in this breach too, Andrew, is it has some relation to one password as well, which is a little bit scary considering how many customers and people use one password and just the scope of of this breach. Yeah, when you think about the scope of, like you mentioned, as an identity management platform, single sign-on platform, and the services that a company like Okta provides, it's obviously a wide-ranging and potentially dangerous uh, breach. That said, the company did release a, a blog or a support note that said that primarily it was uh, confined to you know, a small part of their space, not their production end user space. Mostly customer employee data was, uh, was compromised and there were only a handful of customers that they believe were compromised and they've contacted them directly. So it could have been much worse uh, in their eyes in terms of how widespread it was, but definitely big when you're a company that's providing identity services. Definitely adds to the feeling of distrust out there for a lot of these authentication services and leading right into our this ServiceNow breach too, another big one that came up. Yeah, ServiceNow, if you're not familiar, uh, is an IT service management platform. They handle a lot of help desk uh, and more advanced help desk operations. So you know, it's not just a, a portal to log a ticket. They can build a lot of workflows and integrations into it. It's probably the, the leader, if not top two, in IT service management platforms. And sounds like for them, it was a data exposure that was caused by uh, misconfigurations within their platform. So another common thing, and as we've talked about before, Nathaniel, the human element is so important. This was probably an oversight or a simple, simple mistake by one or more people. And here they are in a difficult situation now. Yeah, I think that's one of the leading vulnerabilities for 2023 is misconfigurations. And I think we're going to continue to see that until people and organizations really take it seriously that hey, we need to make sure we're only allowing SSL traffic to our websites or something like that and making sure all our applications are hardened at every level. Then the third item we were going to talk about, big news, the SEC has made allegations against the former CISO of SolarWinds dating back to their security breach of a couple years back. And now I think as many security leaders have feared at what point do security leaders get held accountable and at what point should they be held accountable? It sounds like there were some really uh, major missteps, uh, just a lot of fundamental problems within mm -hmm. their environment. Uh, simple, simple default passwords that were never changed and poor communication and transparency about it and uh, so on. So that one's really 
interesting to see how that develops as time goes by. And I think for security professionals, it's a little bit uh, opening and making sure that we're being aware of our liability as well as security professionals and making sure that we're not just agreeing to implement a tool, we're making sure it's secure and then we agree to implement a tool. I think a lot of times, sometimes we're pressed into making changes so it fits an organizational need. And perhaps we don't know for certain if this was the case in solar winds, but it's going to increasingly become important as organizations are held accountable. And I know there was a recent um, University of Pennsylvania a whistleblower complaint too, where the CISO was trying to apply some compliance regulations and the organization was pushing back against them. And now there's a whole other lawsuit. Um, so we're continuing to see these lawsuits like SolarWinds take place as organizations are being held accountable for cyber breaches. Yeah, we've talked about cyber insurance a couple of times already. And when you really think about it, uh, there may be a new uh, vector or a new business model for individuals that want to have a, a cyber insurance policy to cover their legal fees. But, but really, I would say any person that has ever dealt with an audit of any sort before understands the important importance of documentation and following standards and processes. And this is another area, I think, where it just reinforces how critical it is for uh, you know, not just security leaders, but practitioners at all levels to document things that they're seeing, never be afraid to take those forward to leadership and express concerns and push for for results. Uh, now, if for no other reason than to you know, exonerate yourself when the time comes and, and you know, the axe needs to fall, uh, it's, it's a really crazy, crazy world we're living in and somebody's going to end up being the scapegoat. So document your, your findings. Yeah, I think it's important to outline your risks to executive leadership. Just be open with it and get it in writing and making sure they're aware of what risks you see. I think we see so many risks as security professionals. Sometimes we're like, which one do we talk about? And it's important that we make sure they're documented, that we're open about them, and we get the help we need to to make sure they're they're dealt with. These are the main business points we had for today, but I definitely want to encourage everyone to check out the interview with Ben Maliso. He's uh, an author of a book called Exposed, uh, available on Amazon, and has some really interesting take on privacy. He's a, a great trainer and has built a platform there he hosts the sensuous sounds of infosec podcast which is a fun list and i encourage people to get out too but definitely check out our podcast interview with with ben it's a good listen we'll have two episodes released this week so yeah definitely take a listen andrew did a great job interviewing him and excited to have everyone hear the, the interview so as we close out Cybersecurity month and roll into november how was halloween nathaniel anything exciting on your side yeah, had some good visitors with some candy here, so that was fun, and starting to get a little bit colder here, so enjoying the little crisp fall days here. What about you? Yeah, uh, it was a definite change from 
where I used to live. I was telling a friend uh, the last trick or treat that I gave out uh, in Ohio was almost 400 kids had come. Uh, and this time we had 20, which was really nice, but you know, I knew all of them could just sit in the driveway, live in a little bit more remote of an area now. So it was just kids in the neighborhood and uh, it was really nice, but, and then a neighborhood Halloween party and, and all of that fun. So that's awesome. good times. That's good. That's a lot of fun. It's a yeah. good way to end out the cybersecurity awareness month too, celebrating everything that happens in security awareness. And it's a, it's a great month for the podcast too, as we start talking more about security. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward to continuing on the journey and uh, really appreciate appreciate everyone's feedback and, and suggestions. Uh, have a couple more interviews on tap coming up that will be really interesting, I think, and continue to to dive into some relevant and important security issues.